Do you have a property that is in rough condition, has tenant issues, or a project that never got finished? Then you need to contact Homelink Properties. This Springfield, Missouri-based company will give you a fair cash offer on your property, completely as is, the same day you reach out. If you're an investor, Homelink Properties can also put your house in front of hundreds of cash buyers so that you too can quickly sell your property. Give them a call today, 417-295-0723. Titan Title and Closing of Missouri is ranked as Missouri's top title company for real estate investor transactions. Titan is your local title and investor-friendly experts. Whether you're seeking wholesale or assignments, subject tos, Titan can help you with your transactions. Sam and her team have made it their passion and drive to give investors a learning opportunity to expand their knowledge in order to grow and succeed in their ventures. I personally use them. They're fantastic. Give the experts a call today. 417-882-2100. We talk a lot about building wealth using real estate, and that includes having the right mortgage. Tatiana with Movement Mortgage is a local lender who is experienced in new construction, investment properties, and primary home needs as well. With the expedited underwriting of Movement Mortgage and Tatiana's experience, you can be approved in as little as 10 days. Call or email her for your mortgage needs. Hey, Growth Circle listeners, what are you currently doing to generate more leads, sales, and exposure for your business? Hopefully, it is digital marketing. If you haven't got started in the digital world, check out our friends at Primate Digital. They offer everything you need to get your business to thrive online, from web development and online advertising to social media management and filming. They work closely with you to understand your unique goals and create a custom plan that will help you achieve them. And to all of our Growth Circle listeners, they are giving $100 off for the first three months. So just go to primate, P-R-I-M-A-T-E dash digital dot com forward slash growth and schedule a free consultation to get started. I personally use them. They're fantastic. Primate Digital. Welcome to the Growth Circle Podcast. Discussing topics of personal growth, gathering stories of individuals embarked on the path to success, and most importantly, providing a platform for individuals that want to learn and grow. And now, here are your hosts, Jake Ingledew and John Mitchell. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Growth Circle Podcast. It's been a minute since I've done a recording, so I'm super excited to uh, do this podcast episode. I've got one of my fill-in co-hosts, whom I love dearly. Uh, we've got Go Dane. On. We've got we've got Dane Logan with us. Uh, Dane, how are you, man? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, Jake. It's actually good to see you. It's been uh, almost two weeks. Two weeks? I thought it was like three weeks. It's probably been three weeks. Yeah. It was like a long time because Jake's out there conquering the world and some of us are running businesses <laughs> back in truth, Springfield. So. Truth be told, I went elk hunting and then went to the Bigger Pockets conference and then hung out with some friends and then drove back to Missouri. So here we're back. We're back at it, the grind. Well, it's good to see you, man. Good to see you too, man. Um, I don't say this often enough on the podcast, so I'm going to do it this time. 
If you've gotten any value from the podcast, please share it, like it, subscribe, whatever. If you think somebody could benefit from one of the episodes you've listened to, please share it. That helps us out a lot, and we'd appreciate it. Yeah. Now, without further ado, we're going to welcome the myth, the man, the legend, <laughs> Brent Bowers I mean, to the podcast. I mean, that's a little much, but I appreciate the intro. <laughs> uh, so, Brent, just a little bit about Brent. Uh, he's a loan officer. He's a real estate investor, and he recently just got married, and yes. he is sexy AF. Thanks. So, uh, excited to have him on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, man. I mean, I don't think I've ever been introduced that way. That is I'm going to require that from now on. Right, that's so. the best introduction you'll yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing and kind of your story of how you got there. And then we'll kind of start firing away with some other questions. Yeah. So um, I became a loan officer um, pretty young in life in 2001, actually. Oh, um, really? And uh, honestly, nothing more than, hey, I want to make a lot of money. And my buddy was a loan officer and he was making pretty good commissions at yeah. it. And uh, so I decided to check it out. It was a pretty good fit for me um, and smart, uh, started at a small uh, brokerage called Conseco Finance, Conseco. which it was kind of a, yeah, exactly. You don't know what it is because it's gone. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. It, so anyway, started there and uh, was in the business a year. And then um, uh, a guy named Jack Langley got a hold of me and, and wanted me to come work for him and um, so from 2001, 2009, um, I was a loan officer and then, uh, the crash happened and was like, what do I do? And I was married at the time. Were you doing commercial or were you doing just residential? residential. Yep. Okay. And, and, uh, married at the time and my, and my wife at the time was uh, a little concerned with the hundred percent commission job. Um, yeah. so she asked me, yeah, asked me to go out and get a, a normal nine to five job, which I did for a while. Um, and then 2014, uh, I got back into mortgages and have been in there gotcha. ever since. Back since we're with Jack, right? Back with Jack. Always with Jack. <laughs> yeah, so, at Gershman. So, so cool. I actually got a question because uh, I have a friend that's a loan officer right now, and he's uh, his base is very not enough to live mm. off of. So he most of his money comes from commissions. Yeah. And he's a little concerned right now with the way the market is now. Mm. Uh, with all the changes and the interest rates going yeah. up. How are you feeling right now as far as your position as being a loan officer? Well, um, yeah, it's slower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely slower. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those things as a loan officer, and I've done this for a while now, a total of 15-ish years or so. Um, how well have you prepared up to this moment? Right. You know, if you've kind of just set back and – you know, the early years was a bunch of refis that I got. Uh -huh. um, and then, you know, I've, I've pretty much trans, uh, moved to purchases with real estate agents and those relationships. So it's really up to this point, how hard have you worked in the last two years? I mean, pretty much if you're a realtor or a loan officer, you just kind of sat back and let the deals come in. It was yeah. super easy. Oh, yeah. uh, it was great. Yeah. Low hanging fruit, big time. Now it's tough, right? I mean, the, the interest rates have gone up. It's done exactly what it's designed to do, which is slow inflation down. Um, the thing I always hate, honestly, in Facebook, can I say something real quick? Yeah. <laughs> I see people say, well, the interest rates really aren't that bad. You know, it's, I've paid 7% before and blah, blah, blah. Year. Uh -huh. Well, I get that, but your average 
house, three bedroom, two bath back then was ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> yep. So oh, yeah. now it's two hundred, two twenty. That seven percent hurts a lot more. Yeah. You know? So it does. it does take away from people's buying power, and that's kind of what I'm running into right now. Is that the people I did maybe pre-qualify earlier in the year when rates were in the fives, now can't afford as much. Wow, I didn't um, even think about that. Yeah. So, so it's it's declined that. Man. So. They were pre-qualified. Things were moving in a good direction. Mm -hmm. And just that one change is like, sorry. Well, in the last, you know, and you guys know this, in the last six to 12 or more months, it's hard to win a house. If you're a first-time home buyer that needs a FHA loan, forget about it, man. I mean, a seller takes conventional loans or cash pretty much only, and you better come with a 30000 or more offer over asking (laughs) type of thing so it was just it was tough for those people so they've Mm -hmm. just not found houses so now that it's slowed down and they're still looking but rates are two and a half percent higher it's tough yeah yeah well you actually mentioned something you said it depended on how well you prepared Mm -hmm. and i think it's interesting because we're asking you a lot about your career as a loan officer but you have stepped also into the realm of investor. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, that was an incredibly smart position to take mm-hmm. in preparation for when something like this happens. Mm-hmm. How has that been going for you on that side? Well, it's it's worked out well. Yeah. <laughs> um, in January of 2020, actually, I take that back. In December of 2019, pre-COVID, no one knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I went to a, a, a little seminar about the Burr method mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, learned about that. And, and I which was for like, our listeners, if you haven't heard that, it stands for buy, rent, rehab, refinance and repeat the process. Correct. And and it's an amazing uh, method that um, I had never heard of before about investing. Um, I had never bought a house before besides just my primary as far mm-hmm. as investment or anything like that. So it was very interesting. And <clears throat> so. In January, I was like, man, I, you know, I think I'm going to try this. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I bought a little north side, very rough it, it, house. It, it, we got to describe this for the listeners. Right. Uh, Northside Springfield, Missouri is like crack haven. Yeah. Uh, and, it's a good way to do and, and, uh, There's like, good pockets. Like There's my, good pockets over like there, my, however. It's part of my like genealogy t- table or tree, uh, like white trailer trash. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> and not only that, though, a lot of first-time investors dip their toe in yep. in Northside. Yeah. Yep. And you yep. learn what the headaches look yep. like dealing yep. with a real property. In it's a, a great way to get started. It, it is. is. It, it is. is. And, it, and, and that's why I did it. It was, you know, I try and look looked at it or approached it about risk. You know, how do I lower my risk because I don't have a lot of education. Mm-hmm. I, I've never done one. I only know two people that have ever done it. Uh-huh. So I'm trying to get as much information. I don't know of any books what to read. I don't know any podcasts to listen uh-huh. to. But hey, let's buy a house and fix it up. You yeah. know, so um, it was pretty low risk. It was forty thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. It was a three one that I added a bathroom to. In people the are room. dropping their mouths yeah. right yeah, now, right? Yeah. If, especially yeah. if they're out west and listening. Like, yeah. Well, you bought a three one for forty thousand yeah. dollars. It's almost hard to believe. Well, what's yeah. crazy is this really only two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was not. And and I added a bathroom, so it became a three two, a full bath in the laundry. It was actually a really large laundry room. Um, when I did the Burr method, which I'm sure we'll maybe get into that in a little bit, explaining how that all works. When I did the Burr method, I pulled all my down payment plus another eight grand out uh, when I reappraised it, which mm-hmm. was nice, and it cash flowed at 300 bucks a month. 
So that's I was crazy. like, sweet. And then I sold it a yeah. year later and made another 13 grand on top of that. Oh, yeah. That's, so. that's awesome. It's a yeah. beautiful method. And yeah. if it doesn't work, the final R they forget to add is to run for the hills. So yeah. <laughs> sell it, yeah. never look back. But to circle back to your to your question, yes, it's it's. I'm glad I started a few years ago to get mm. a few houses underneath my belt to get some cash flow that does come in pretty much guaranteed every month. Yeah. Um, that does help offset slower times maybe in, in the mortgage business. So I have, I have two questions. One, do you still own that North side house? No, I oh, sold okay. it. <laughs> yeah. So yes. So I, I sold it. It was, the, it was, uh, 13 pieces. Of every silver. investor yeah. goes through these like seasons. Like, yeah, it's funny to watch. Cause I just went through this season where I'm like, no more yeah. on those. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm the only one who hasn't bought a North side house, but because everyone I know has them <laughs> yeah. and has dealt with different problems. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to skip that one. Yeah. I, I got lucky. Yeah. Just, out of the 10 houses that I have, two of them are still on the north side because I just got really good deals yeah. when the market was a lot different than what it is now. And, you know, I've got 50, 60% equity in them um, That's awesome. because of the yeah. growth. Yeah. So it's like, man, do I really want to get rid of that? And, yeah, you know, probably not. So, because rents have also gone up and yeah. they're cash flowing really well. So. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and that was going to be my second question is how many you have, which you said 10. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you said, I think before off, off, Air, you mm. said you have seven single families and then three Airbnbs. Uh, Airbnbs, yep. Yep. awesome. Yes. Tell us about the Airbnbs. Are you liking them? Uh, maybe some pros and cons about them. Yeah. Then... So, so I, I've been, I started in the actual real estate business um, with flips before I did that Northside property as mm -hmm. far as an actual hold and mm -hmm. and rent it out. <clears throat> and they were also on the north side, but they did really well um, as far as flipping. And then I moved to the short or uh, the long-term rental. Um, and then I was like, well, what, what else can we do? You know what, how else can I make money right. at, at real estate? Um, and I met Justin Skinner, which you have had on, on the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Thanks is. to Dane. Dane yeah. connected me with him. Yeah. So. Um, super nice guy. I yeah. mean, extremely helpful. He didn't have any idea who I was and I just right. reached out to him. Actually, uh, he's got a buddy that we both go to for our haircut. So that's <laughs> cool who told stuff. me, Hey, you need to wow. connect. That's with Justin. awesome. So, yeah, that's awesome. so, um, I got a hold of Justin. He was like, yeah, man, I'll have coffee with you. And just was super open about his Airbnb business and, and mm -hmm. how does he structure it? And, um, I was like, yeah, I think I can do that. So, so, um, yeah. uh, consequently the first one I bought was a person that I was doing the loan for and she backed out of the deal. So I knew the house was immediately available and it was yeah. right by Mercy. Uh oh, yeah. and you already knew oh, the numbers were yeah. already you, already already well, I already knew what it appraised yeah, for. I everything. already knew wow. what the sellers would take. <laughs> so I was like, up. hey. That's like insider trading. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it did <laughs> right. kind of feel like a cheat <laughs> <Right>. because <laughs> as soon as it dropped out, I think like three hours later, I was under contract mm. with it. So wow. it just worked out really nice yeah. um, as far as that is concerned. Um, and and uh, yeah, I. I love design. That's a big part of my passion. When I do these, I always flip them before I put them back on the market, whether it's a long-term rental or short-term rental. Um, for maintenance deal, you know, I lower your maintenance and just a higher rent and right, nicer yeah. client mm -hmm. and yeah. everything else. So um, I enjoy that process of the Airbnb, just setting it up, as well as just the, the long-term kind of 
what would you call it an airbnb structure or, or whatnot yeah You're doing yeah yeah um, it's a good model yeah it's it a really good is. model um to to gather you know traveling nurses i've had people that are in town to buy houses and they need a place to stay or right. visiting um, sick family yeah i actually had had a gentleman recently that that is getting cancer treatment yeah. in town and he booked it for three months so right um that i was you know happy to help him and mm -hmm. um but yeah i love the model it, it they cash flow well. We'll so yeah, let's talk about the pros and cons of that. Yeah. Obviously, pro is cash flow, yeah. and they yeah. say uh, you know on average you're getting like three to four times what you would get long term for mm -hmm. the property. Mm -hmm. Is that what you've seen for your property? Yeah, so, so far, I mean, like um, I, you know, what I'm trying to do honestly, because again, it's new. I'm trying to lower my risk. I'd rather rent than sit. Mm -hmm. So I've just been looking at what's out there for the same because I own two ones. That's all as far as my Airbnbs, um, and I make them look just as nice or nicer than their pictures, yeah. and I price it yep. just slightly under. Nice. So yeah. it's like, yeah. well, I'd rather rent it out and maybe not make 40-ish extra dollars uh -huh. a month or 50 bucks more a month and get rented first than mm -hmm. the other ones. That's kind of the model I've approached. But I'm also like, man, these are renting out in like, five hours like oh, when yeah. i put it on it's you almost like rented. too so much I'm like, demand so i'm yeah. like man am i losing money too much here? demand that so, needs to increase it a little right. bit right so that's that's <laughs> an incredible model it, yeah so that's why i'm trying to play with i just don't know that sweet spot yet yeah. um money wise but it's doing well but either way even if you're only getting two times instead of yeah. three or four times oh, yeah, yeah. that's still way better than yep. a long-term rental yeah no yep. I, i'm making about three times amount monthly than what i do on my rentals mm -hmm. so Okay, well, what about all the people that are like, oh, I'll never do Airbnbs because it's such a headache. You have to deal with all the turnover, blah, 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 blah. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Some of the cons. Um, is it a con? Is it really that big of a deal? I mean, again, like how well do you multitask? I have another job. I obviously try and also do rentals as well and, mm -hmm. or flips or you know, I've got kids and uh -huh. school and soccer and cheer and, and, all, and a new you know, wife. A wife. I've, <laughs> I've got five daughters, oh, so man. pray for me. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Uh, so, so no, it's it's you know you it, how well can you multitask? Yeah. How hard is it on Airbnb? Honestly, just answer your email. I mean, it dings your app immediately when it comes mm. in. Yeah. Just take the thirty seconds and to answer it. it because it's money, yeah. right? Like yeah. if it yeah. can make me money, I'm going to give it my attention. Right. Yeah. Um, and there is an algorithm to that. It, Airbnb wants you to respond within an hour mm -hmm. of a thing, and it will, it will it'll rate you differently and place and you on the platform differently. Oh, so I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. but I really just, good that you've been just on them, though. I mean, yeah. That's, that's well, really well like I'm expect. slightly OCD, and <laughs> my friends right now are laughing because they know a ton of my little secrets about that. But, <laughs> like, I can't have any unread messages in my email and or text messages. Like, my, my wife has, like, something like, 120 voicemails or something like that. Unread. Like, what is that? Sorry, honey, if you hear this. But, but so yeah. As soon as that message comes in, I just immediately answer because that's what I would want as the customer, and I would know that that person's Johnny on the spot with stuff, and I want to rent from that person. Right. So that's partially why I do it so quickly. And honestly, I mean, it's cleaning. I mean, yeah. I don't pay a cleaner right now. Mm -hmm. um, so I are you do, doing it yourself? I just do it myself, me gotcha. and my wife, and yeah. it, it's pretty quick. I mean, it's not. I mean, well, I mean, and you're also the two bedroom, one bath, so it's not yeah. as like it's not large. It's yeah, thousand so, square feet, maybe. So why not so, save the money yeah. and just knock it out right. yourself? So yeah. that's where I'm at right now. Now maybe when I get more. How old know. are your daughters? <sighs> so 
them to work. Put them to work. Yeah, I know, right? So, I, and I've already talked to them about, hey, what about like maybe answering emails later on in life? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I got, yeah, three 15 year olds, 17 year old, oh, and 23 year old. You so, can be yeah. putting them to yeah. clean oh, right man. now. I've heard that yeah. you can W2 them and yes, write off their taxes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Right? 100%. Yes. Hey, do you want to work? You want to partner on a cleaning business? I know, exactly. So, so as far as like cons, man, I mean, there's a little bit more, you know, you, you, you've got to pay utility. I pay utilities on mine. I don't mm -hmm. know if that's a thing of not paying utilities, but you pay utilities, you pay internet upkeep if something breaks, but you do that anyways on yeah. long-term rental, yeah. mow the lawns and that's about cleaning, you know, yeah, cleaning right. Supplies. Now, are you doing all that yourself too, mowing the lawns and everything? Um, so I do have a gentleman that does mow them for okay. me. I Just, know a guy that has that mowing yeah. business. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a good guy too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Great guy. Yeah. Um, but no, I've got a guy that, that mows all my lawns. That's awesome. For me. And, and what you're describing is, and for what I think is important for everyone to know, because Airbnbs are not for everyone. Mm. The nightly rental business is not for everyone. And there is a strategy where you, 30 days plus is more under the midterm, is what mm. we call it. At the end of the day, how you automate your systems are going to make or break, one, your involvement and how mm. active this asset type is, and two, how well you do within that platform because you are rated on everything you do. Mm -hmm. The cleanliness, the the fact that it looks like the photo of yeah. what you're representing, which come to find out not a lot, uh, I guess a lot of people fail in that category mm -hmm. world. They'll they'll present a photo well and they get there and it's not as, as accurate as maybe the description was. Mm -hmm. So um, my hat's off to you on that. And then the other thing is, at some point you are going to get to a place where it is a lot to manage. You have three, once it hits five to 10, a uh, strategy we've used is um, virtual assistants, and that virtual assistant, we, we've automated a lot of it through hospitable and different things, so the messaging goes out. And you're kind of lucky, you're in a, this fortunate space where you can say, hey girls, how important is college to you? <laughs> to your daughter? <laughs> Dad has a, a work trade program. Where anyone, whether it's uh, family or a VA, can step in and be the communication face, because that is number one in that business. The instant communication, the accessibility of the host, mm -hmm. and just your commitment to their stay being top quality, mm. I think makes the best Airbnb owners. Mm. Um, so like I said, it, it's something that uh, when my son comes into town every every uh, year he stays for the summer, mm -hmm. I put him to work in real estate and all these things. I teach him about business. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's good for, uh, let's say, your girls to understand how you set up a business, how you run something like mm -hmm. that. They might get to 18 and say, hey, I wanna look into trying something yeah. like that and own one. Yeah. And it sets the future generations up for success because mm -hmm. they, they understand the business model. Yeah. So I, I just think you have a lot of um, really great things ahead of you on how this is yeah. gonna evolve. I, yeah. I see a lot of no, good that's things. some really good points. And I, I mean, I've not thought about virtual assistants you know later yeah. on but yeah. i can the see philippines how that, are my yeah. favorite <laughs> i can i can oh, see yeah. how that would be beneficial <laughs> yeah. um you know when i do scale it a little bit more mm -hmm. so yeah because they'll handle and what impressed me the most is some of these virtual assistants we use uh, uh, one team from the philippines and i was like there's no way they're going to know how to run like the back-end operations the bookings all the things the customer support they know how to do everything oh, and better okay. than people we wanted to pay here to do it. Yeah. yeah. And at a third of the cost huh. because you're supporting their household over there. And for them, you're actually paying them an incredible living, an incredible right. wage. 
for us, they're providing an invaluable service. We don't have them do all of it. We've automated X amount, and then we have their team step in to handle the rest. Mm-hmm. But it's a good method or model for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could go on a whole tangent with systems because I'm a systems guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, systems are important in any business. Yeah. yeah. But I would like to transition a little bit yeah. to now like the loan officer side as mm. far as uh, from the perspective of an investor. So if I'm a new investor and I'm looking to, you know, get some money from a bank and, and uh, you know, start investing, how can an investor build a relationship with a loan officer um, that can become mutually beneficial? Yeah, no, um, absolutely. So a residential loan officer like myself, an investor who really more likes turnkey properties, right? Ready to go. I don't want to jack with the fixing up and, and the distressed properties and, mm-hmm. you know, and they just want to buy something and, and turnkey, let's start renting it out. Right. Um, I, I, I'm your guy. I can do that those all day long, as well as like second homes, vacation homes, mm-hmm. um, which it sometimes turn into an investment property right um type of thing so um i can do those um the the ones that we're kind of talking about the more to half distressed or distressed uh-huh. and you need a, a rehab budget to do that and you're not necessarily maybe paying that out, out of your pocket and you need a loan for that that would be more like a commercial uh type of line or or loan that that you would go i i use legacy bank for that usually um but um yeah that that's kind of what I would suggest for that. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as um, there are, you know, conventional products out there that that'll do the twenty percent down. That it maybe is turnkey, but just needs updating. Like it's livable. Mm-hmm. It just needs updating, and maybe you do want to pay that out of like a home equity line or something that you already have. Um, I can still do those as gotcha. well. So, so well, I guess and, it and something that we found out offline is uh, Brent's business wrote up my duplex so i am an investor and it was an investment property and Mm -hmm. grisham did an incredible job i just want to put that there i mean the the process was smooth from start to finish we had incredible support and customer service Mm -hmm. so i i will say like my experience of you guys working with me as an investor for uh, a a house hack worked really really well right so i i think that is a relationship worth exploring because a lot of people will just Show up to a bank. I need money. Show up to uh, who is the lender? I can. Do. They'll just go with anyone and not really think through. Like not all, uh, I think, companies or banks or, or uh, lending solutions are created equal mm-hmm. either. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no house hacking like what well, you talked about. My uh, oldest daughter um, that uh, is getting married, uh, Olivia. She just closed on her first house wow. last awesome. week, and that's Good exactly what she wants to do. It was kind of a house that just needed a little updating, uh-huh. but she bought it with an FHA loan, 3.5% yep. down, wow. and she's nice. going to flip it over the next 12 months or so and then resell it. You know? so, so that's a that's great way to kind of get perfect. in. Perfect. What a great way to yeah. start your yeah. young adult life. Yes. I wish someone would have said that Yeah, to me. no, I am super proud of her because <laughs> oh, she man. has saved up her own money for the down uh-huh. payment, and yeah. she's super interested in how to make money through real I, estate. I'm so, so glad we segued there because I, I was just thinking if Brent Brent Bowers is your man, if you are going to house hack, which is basically if you rent by using a convention or a FHA loan or, or whatever, mm-hmm. buy a fourplex or less mm-hmm. or a turnkey property and mm-hmm. rent out the rooms, you can do a house hack that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great way to just do a turnkey property and, and rent it out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool that your daughter just did that because mm-hmm. uh, my brother-in-law, he's 21. 
2021. And he just bought a property uh, that he's renting out all oh, the rooms and nice. paying his mortgage. And oh, so that's super nice. exciting. Yeah. I'm like, man, if I was that age, I, know, I right? wish I would have freaking know. done that. Yeah, you know? right? Right. But you bring up an interesting point because a lot of times either th- we think we're too young to do something because only the adults do all this cool stuff. Or mm-hmm. two, you don't know where to go. You don't know the birth strategy. Um, in town, there is something called Pints and Properties. It is a local mil- uh, real estate meetup group. It is completely free. And it has everyone from appraisers, lenders, everyday investors go there. You Including be, the host of the Growth Circle podcast. That's true. Tends to make an appearance once in a while. <laughs> he does <laughs> and speaks there. But this is a place that people present on all aspects of real estate. And really all ages are welcome. So I always like to put that out there as a resource because a lot of people have done incredible deals just by going to those. Um, and they meet. It's on Facebook. You can find them on Facebook. But uh, I should probably attend more. I've yeah, it's great. Um, another thing that I want I'd like to go back to is the so the loan officer side of things. Yeah. What could an investor or whether they're new veteran, very experienced, whatever, what can they do to make the loan officer's job easier that also might make the relationship better long term? Mm-hmm. Um, so. Document. Documents and mortgages is, is everything, right? Documentation, like being able to prove what you have and how well are you organized. Right. So mm-hmm. easier on my end. I love it when someone comes in and is like, here's my W-2s or here's my tax returns. Here's my bank savings pay stubs. Here you go. And it's like, sweet. This yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Some people have to milk for like two weeks trying yeah. to get Or a lot of people that are self-employed, they tend to try and write everything off which i totally get however when you go to buy a house that's challenging Uh there's ways and there's solutions to everything it's just how well do you want to problem solve yeah you know um so uh non-occupying co-borrowers is an option that i do a lot of times um what that means is basically um mom dad grandma grandpa you know some sort of relation family relation can co-sign on a loan but they don't have to live in the property and we can use their income and credit to get them qualified for debt's wow. income. What ratio. an incredible option, by yeah. the way, for young people. Yeah, yeah especially absolutely. if your parents like you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes, yeah. right. Different uh, podcast. <laughs> different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but as far as you know, self-employed people, a lot of times they don't have their tax return done, <laughs> and yeah. and it's like a rush to now get, get that, that done. Yeah. But what you don't understand is we actually have to have that registered with the IRS to show that your transcripts have been accepted. Mm-hmm. And that is not a short-term process, right. but they're wanting to write a contract right now. And I get yep. that, however, so that's some of the challenges. Yeah. That so basically, if someone wants to be ready to rock and roll and purchase a property, yeah. they need to send you W-2s, uh, ta- any tax forms, whether yep. it's 1099 yep. or whatever. Bank statements. Yep. Bank, bank statements. statements. Proof yep. of it, income. Proof of yep. income. If they have rental properties, probably some rent rolls. Yeah, schedules, schedule E's, you know, which okay. is on all their – so tax I ask forms. for the full tax return yeah. just in case there's anything extra on gotcha. there that you either didn't tell me about. I mean, I get it all the time that, oh, you own a farm? Oh, you took a loss. Awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. like, it's it's kind of one of those things, like, I always ask for the full thing just in case. Gotcha. And, and right. for the positive. Sometimes there's extra money on there. Yeah. A lot of loan officers don't realize you can add back in mileage. 
um, for money. Mm -hmm. So maybe they write off 50, 60,000 miles um, on their business and I can add that back in for extra income. Yeah. So oh, there's little things, depletion, depreciation, stuff like that you can add back in mm -hmm. that helps your monthly income. And so I'm gonna segue for just a brief moment to yep. go off a tangent. It's yep. so important to have a good tax accountant. Yes. Uh, because I mean, even mine, he was like, do you want to look like you can buy more properties or do you want to not pay taxes? Right. And I'm like, mm, how about a little bit of both? So, yeah. you know, it's kind of like right. a balancing yeah. act. No, hundred percent. Yeah. No, I picked my CPA specifically because he owns 130 residential oh, houses. Oh, perfect. So, so he it's gets like it. He knows yeah. exactly what I'm looking to do every single year. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Uh, and I, I was going to say, you guys brought up something that's really, really critical. It's building your team around mm -hmm. you of, of, like you had mentioned, a, the, a good CPA who understands what mm -hmm. the heck your goals are because yeah. they're not all created equal. I've learned that the hard way. Mm -hmm. Accountants and CPAs and lawyers and all these people serve very critical functions mm -hmm. on what you're trying to accomplish, especially as an investor. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we, we should probably do an episode on that. We definitely should. On building should. out those different members. Yeah. No, that's exactly that would be right. I mean, uh, uh, for mm -hmm. me, as far as when I'm flipping a house or if I'm getting it ready to rent or I'm, and I'm flipping it that way, Man, finding good contractors, right? Oh, Tell me about that's it, right? That's everybody's oh, weakness right yeah. now. Come on, that's everybody's man. Weakness man, my right last now. house, like, it really sucks. Like, I had to fire three tile guys wow. on my last house. And the guy, the tile guy, I, I, the previous house, I had to fire my other tile guy, unfortunately. And um, it just wasn't uh, working out on, on a few um, jobs. Mm-hmm we'll say. And then, um, so I tried out this new guy super fast. He got a whole kitchen and two bathrooms done in a day and a half. Wow. Like going to need that guy. Literally yeah, name and number. No. put headphones <laughs> in and didn't speak yeah. to any of my other contractors that were there. Yeah. And my other contractors were like, dude, this guy's kind of rude. Like, I was like, no, he works. No, he works. Yeah. Like, come on. No, you're rude. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. wasting my money. Like, <laughs> but my second house that I had him come bid at, it was triple that first house. And I I get it. Sometimes they're like, I don't want the business, so I'm just going to throw a super high number out uh -huh. to you. But it's like, bro, like, <laughs> right. you're losing, like, all my future business. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. anyways, I, I, tried no. out a, I tried out a new tile guy after yeah. that. Got his truck repoed out of my front yard while oh, he was working. Holy crap. Had to, this is common, by the way. Yeah, had this to Uber home, and it was just like, <laughs> yeah. So on. I probably should not say this on air because it's going to be like, dude, Jake doesn't know what he's doing in real estate and why we listen to his podcast, but I've had to fire like three, four contractors. And because of that and losing out on money and then having to get another contractor to go in and fix their mess and also pay for what I was originally going to pay for. Uh, I have a line of credit that it's like, I've got a significant amount of money that I'm like, shoot, I've got to figure out how to pay that back, whether it's through flips or more refis or whatever, but it's yeah. It's so important to have a good contractor. It is. Mm -hmm. so it'll, it'll make or break your ability to yeah. to turn these into profitable yeah. assets. L luckily, I've got a main guy that he has two workers that he, he was a high school friend of mine, and mm -hmm. he does 80% of my stuff. Mm -hmm. um, floors, doors, trim, paint, exterior paint, yeah. gutters, uh, any woodworking stuff that needs to build cabinets, countertops. He does nice. a ton of stuff for me, yeah. which is great because I can just, I know he's going to be there. Mm -hmm. I can trust him at my houses. I know he's not going to steal any yeah. stuff and right. he's going to show up and get the job done. It's the other small little things that yeah. I sometimes struggle with. And it's like, man, 
We almost need to do a podcast episode on how to vet contractors. Yeah. yeah. That would be a great What episode. to look for and when to yeah. know to fire them. Let yeah. them go. Yeah. yeah. Because I made too many stakes personally around that myself. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and there's also what I've noticed. We didn't. Um, my wife and I moved here, so we're, we're from a whole different state. But we're noticing that Springfield is undergoing this transformation from what people used to expect and what people are coming to expect. And it sounds like if you're someone who puts actual really good money and design into your homes, mm-hmm. and like you're saying, sometimes contractors can rip you off. Sometimes your stuff gets stolen during renovations. I mean, mm-hmm. we've run into so many issues where us trying to bring up Springfield standards of what we'd hope to stay in oftentimes isn't what's out there yeah. in the r- everyday market. And a lot of the contractors aren't even able to provide the basic quality that yeah. I would consider standard, not You're even right. high quality. Right. And and it's been a life learning uh, experience for us. Yeah, no, it, their speed and quality mm-hmm. in, yeah. in, with a contractor, how fast yeah. can they go and, and, and how well or of a job is it? When yeah. they're done. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's both those are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, like, no. man, come on, man. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to help you out here, but like it's not hard to show up on time and yeah. work. Yeah. And I know that sounds simple, but a lot of times contractors, for whatever reason, they just don't wanna. I, the, um, I, yeah. the contractor I had on this one house, he was taking. I know it sounds like we're like totally. Yeah, we're not contractors. No, no, because like there's a lot of good John, ones. John out there, Mitchell, the co-host <laughs> of the Girl Circle podcast, is a contractor. Yeah, he's so a, it's okay. Yeah, there's a good, lot of good ones good. out there. It's just and he's I, just as bad as the rest. No, yeah. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it's just I've had experience with lots of other investors that struggle with this same exact thing. Yep. It's like they either don't want to work or they feel almost entitled. Mm-hmm. I had not. And this was, he didn't even show up and I had to fire him on this last house. Wow. He gave me a bid, said he was going to be there on a certain date, didn't show up. Of course, I had to call him because he didn't, yeah. said I'll be there next week, didn't show up, and then said he needed to be there another 10 more days. I said, bro, that ain't going to work out. Yeah. And of course, his, his, his response instead of, man, I'm really sorry, you know, let's try and work something out. Maybe I'll give you a discount. Some, his response is, well, if you don't like it, go somewhere else. That was his expert response. Yeah. You're like, exactly. It's like, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm doing here. I'm telling you I'm not using you, yeah. it's, it's you know, crazy. but anyways. It is crazy. Uh, the, the other thing that I think uh, is, yeah, I mean, we need to do an episode, I think, on just vetting um, contractors. Well, it's I super get it. Important. You know, they want the business. Yeah. And, and they want to make money. I mm-hmm. get that. But if you're overextended and you can't be there when you tell me you're going to be there, that as an investor, that puts wrenches yeah. in things. Yeah. You know, that slows every other process after that up, right? Yeah. Like it, 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 it does. just does. And it's such a critical part of the whole Burr method yeah. and, and getting these things to become profitable. My business partner said to me when I first got out here, he goes, um, his name's Hugh Carnahan. He's been on this uh, a few times. And he just said, a lot of people are great at doing the thing, swinging the hammer or whatever it is, but it doesn't mean they're great at running their business. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I never really put those two things together until we <laughs> had to vet so many uh, contractors or subcontractors in different areas who are incredible at laying tile or doing the thing, but mm-hmm. they cannot run their business mm-hmm. well. They're behind, they don't communicate, mm-hmm. they're, they'll be like, oh, I said five days, we're really moving into the realm of like 10 days, right. honestly. Yeah. And it, it kind of opened my eyes to how much of a disconnect there is. Not right. everyone can run a business as well right. as they can do the business mm-hmm. or do the thing that they're doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're running a little bit out of time, so I wanna segue yeah. into kind of the, the 
final questions that I ask, but is there anything else you want to say on the podcast before we move into that segment? Any, any no, thoughts? My, uh, yeah. My, uh, my, my real estate company is called what the flip properties. What the flip. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love that. Look me up on uh, <laughs> Facebook. So what the flip properties. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm obviously looking to always, uh, you know, invest in distressed properties for flips or what that's kind of Great. what I'm focusing on in the next couple of years is just flips mm -hmm. to possibly pay off some of these houses to get a hundred percent cash yeah. flow. Uh -huh. Um, yeah. just preparing going into my next, you know, 10 years of real estate investing. So have you ever thought about private money lending? You know, I've to never done up? that before, but maybe we can talk about that. We'll I'll talk yeah. about that yeah. off, offline. Yeah. Um, okay, so the first question that uh, we ask every guest, and, and I don't know if you got the template. I think I sent you the template, yeah, right? The, so the you three, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ask every guest these questions. Uh, the first one is the most recent book you've read mm -hmm. and one thing you learned from it. Yeah, so like, and, and this is probably bad. As far as reading, I need to read more. <laughs> but if, if, and I know this sounds maybe greedy, but if, if, I, if I can't like learn something about how to make more money or how to invest more money, I don't usually read. <laughs> so if it is a real estate investment book, uh -huh. I read it. Burr yeah. uh, by David Green yep. um, is the last book Classic. that I read. Yep. Um, totally recommend it. If you're looking into just getting into real estate or if you want to be motivated by the possibility of, of becoming wealthy through real estate, read Burr by David Green. It's on Amazon. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah, it I is think I actually book. got that one signed by David Green. Did you? Okay. Just recently. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that uh, yeah. photo. Yeah, yeah. That you guys yeah. Have. No, right. Not not to brag or anything, but <laughs> I got some signatures. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, the yeah. second question uh, is, um, what's one of the greatest pieces of advice you've been given? You know, um, not to get spiritual, but it's a big part of my life. Don't forget to pray, man. I mean, that's a huge deal. And honestly, what got me into real estate investing, it, it was it was a lot of prayer and thoughtfulness around that and just kind of listening to, to God's voice and, uh -huh. and leading that. And it felt so calm and at peace about just taking that first step on that north side property because yeah. mm -hmm. I was scared to death. I was yeah. like, man, this is a lot of money for me to throw away if this doesn't work, you know. Yeah. Um, so praying humongous in my life that's uh, awesome that's a big deal john mitchell you'll have to go back to one of the earlier podcasts where he kind of shares a story but he was working for fedex mm -hmm. and was sitting in church and praying about uh what he should do and he just got the impression he should get into construction which ultimately led him to mm -hmm. just basically full-time real estate mm -hmm. yeah. with his mm -hmm. own yeah. in-house construction mm -hmm. team yeah. owning jp mitchell construction yep. which is i mean what they're doing is amazing yeah, yeah. they're really yeah. great so yeah that 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 is what got me into it is just kind of uh, what can I do with my money that's that's better than just blowing it on going to Vegas or something like that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, Sin City. Yes. Right. <laughs> so I prayed about that. Yeah, yeah no. So, so yeah, just spending a lot of time in prayer and, 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 and honestly being grateful in my heart for every deal that I get, to be honest. Yeah, because awesome. I know that it can leave a legacy for what comes behind me. I'm uh, curious because of just what you said. I'm curious to see what your answer is to the last question. Mm -hmm. uh, what is one principle you strive to live your life by? Yeah, man. So I've thought about that. So I listen to, to Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey motivation. Dude, I love lot. Steve Harvey, man. His motivation Dude, stuff he is, is good. Legit. Are we yeah. talking about the guy Steve who Harvey? hosts uh, Family Feud? Yes. Okay. Yes. I just want to make everyone keeps bringing okay. him up. Okay. So. Dude, he's YouTube got Steve Harvey stuff. motivational quotes. Yeah. And I mean, there's a ton. And he he's a, a big God believer and wow. for where he's at. 
And one of his one of his things that he talks about, which is in the Bible, you have not because you ask not. Uh, yeah. You got to make your asks big because we got a big God, man. So like if it, when I got into real estate investing, honestly, that that first 2020, when I started to pray about it, I said, God, I want 100 houses. I want 100 houses in 10 years. That's what I want. And this is but it what does the Bible say about doing action on stuff like you got to take action yeah yeah Jesus yeah. said go yeah right go and yeah. i know i'm kind of correlating two different things there but there's action yeah. to your ask you faith without works is dead correct you have to take action on what you are asking for so yeah. um doing the right things networking with the right people learning um i mean mm-hmm. i can't stress enough if you're getting into real estate talk to as many people as you can about it read yeah. about it if yeah. you can um, and just learn as much as possible before you do jump in. Um, that will get you head and shoulders above a lot of other investors. That, yeah. That's so, awesome. So. so I don't have a, and that's the end for the final three questions we asked, but I just want to throw in a bonus question. Uh, what does the future hold for Brent Bowers? Uh, it sounds like you're working towards 100 houses, yeah. but what's what's next for you? What's your most important next step? Yeah, so in, in real estate investing, it, it's uh, making a bunch of money for colleges, man. I've got a ton of kids oh, coming yeah, up, yeah. you know, so, <laughs> no, so, uh, and weddings, geez, oh, I got a lot of weddings with <laughs> my daughters. Um, no, so, um, like I said, I'm really wanting to flo- focus on these next few years of flipping. Um, I really do think that the market's going to shift and we're going to start seeing houses become cheaper mm-hmm. um, on just the MLS, you know, and, and I know I've got wholesalers and stuff that brings me stuff, which is great. They haven't really adjusted their pricing yet. Yeah, I know? noticed that. Mike Bowman. I hope he freaking listens to this. I love Mike, um, but I hope he listens so to this. But that will. So I'm, I'm hoping to scoop up some decent deals over the next three years, pay off some of my houses that I do have mm-hmm. to get 100% cash flow um, to where I can now, again, start building my capital for buying power for more rentals and, sh- and, and Airbnbs. Mm-hmm. I love the Airbnb model. That's honestly my biggest focus outside of flipping and paying off property. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I super enjoy it. And, and, and yeah. obviously it makes me more. Honest. I really like what you're doing because I've talked about this with Dane and my wife and, uh, it's funny because like I see these younger guys that are straight killing it and they're constantly volume, volume, volume and getting a bunch of properties. But I feel like my outlook's changing. It sounds like you're kind of getting the same outlook. And I know Dane's kind of got a similar outlook is why not pay down the properties you already have as fast as possible mm. to get more cash flow and have a good base. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I've been lo- mm, looking at that exactly and considering right. that. Well, myself, yeah, and no, so. str- no one strategy fits all. Yeah. A lot of people will be like, oh, never flip. Well, it has a place. It does. Yeah. So it's you may buy and hold. You may do some nightly rentals. And you're like, I'm going to actually do some flipping to get this piece of my portfolio mm-hmm. where I want it. And there is a benefit to everything. And I, I want to be pretty like uh, open about that because so many people are like, oh, I would never do this type or this type. But at the end of the day, if it gets you to your goal of 100 mm-hmm. and they're all paid down, that is cash flow that's legendary. Mm-hmm. Because 100 houses that you own straight out that are just paying you money is better than any retirement plan or IRA that I've ever heard oh, of. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 100%. Yeah. Awesome. I love well, it. Well, Brent, thanks for coming on yeah, the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks uh, for having me. Enjoyed having you. And yeah. uh, I, I look forward to hopefully getting you on in the future and seeing where you're at yeah. in the next, who knows, six months or so. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks, right. dude. Thank you for listening to the Growth Circle Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes.
In the meantime, connect with Jake and John on Instagram at Jake Engledew and at John underscore the underscore builder. Until next time, 